Welcome to Alien Theorist Theorizing Power Contingency Power Hour. <laughs> if you're listening to this recording, that means that most likely I finally succumbed to all my injuries after 33 years. Uh, Andrew's finally had enough of the lions and has taken his own life. Dan's head's exploded with too much knowledge, and Zell's probably having a baby. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Anyways, I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. And I'm Andrew. All those things um, are probably all half true. One all or ones. more of those things. Of those, yeah. <laughs> At least one is yeah. true. Um. Anyways, little power hour for you. You know, we'll, we'll get back to the regular, regular, regular. drudgery next week. The prosaicness. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> first off on this power hour, I mean, absolutely fucking terrible. But that Alec Baldwin shooting on the set of Rust. Yeah, right. It is unbelievable. Now it's it's tough because like. From what I was reading, it's hard because like now that it's as soon as it hits like where it's such hot news where you read it everywhere, it's hard for to kind of pin down exactly what's what's uh, what's going on. So I'll kind of wait for the official story to kind of pull out. But um, what I what I've seen is that they were having issues with the guns on set, like misfiring and stuff, and that safety crews and stuff may and union workers may have walked off the set for safety reasons, like earlier in the week or earlier in the day. And someone handed Alec Baldwin a gun for the shoot and announced cold gun, cold gun, or whatever their safety procedures are. Uh, they were shooting the scene. He fires the gun. It fires the projectile um, and kills the the cinematographer. I wish I had her name up. Cinematographer, yeah. Yes. And, and injures the director. Now, you know, people... I, I don't... I've, I've read some places that it was loaded with a live bullet. Um... But I, you know what? I'll wait for the any kind of police report and stuff on that because with those, with they're not prop guns. That's the thing. I hate when they're called prop. Lena Hutchins. That's absolutely terrible. Um, but I hate when they call them prop guns because if they if they are capable of firing a real bullet, they're not prop guns. They're guns. Um, well, know, yeah. She she was shot in the chest and the director in the shoulder. Joel Souza. So Susan? two two people from one pull of the trigger. Now, see, so I was it shrapnel. That, well, they don't. Like, they how does say projectile? But in my mind, so you have the cinematographer, so probably behind the camera, and then usually the director is behind them with a monitor mm-hmm. or beside them. Like they're oh shit! So you thinking like Indiana Jones? Like go went through the I don't know. I don't know, but it just like, it's one pull of the trigger, but two people injured, one seriously enough to die. I have experience of having to um, turn real firearms into <laughs> FX guns, and uh, it's, it's the process is insane. Like you you basically barricade a room. And you search the entire room, you and a partner. You s- up, down, you make sure all bags coming in, you searching every pockets for real bullets. You inspect like every single round of like the FX ammunition. You search each other. Like it's, it's, it's. Right. You guys a, get a naked huge, and feel you all each other's bodies. Get you in go, there. This is me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like what I think, you know, for a loaded, for that gun to get loaded with a real bullet, like someone's. 
in a lot of trouble. Um, it's like the thing is like, what are the chances of that happening? That seems super bizarre. Well, it's happened before. Yeah. Well, I see. I, I was trying to look into this too with Brandon Lee because I don't know if he was actually shot with a bullet or a piece of a, what they're saying might've happened with this one is that a piece of an FX round because it's just blanks, but you can still get stuff that lodges into the barrel. And then when you fire the next one, it's just, it's a bullet. And now if there's something in the barrel, it's shooting that out like a projectile. So maybe it's something like a shot, a piece of shrapnel out. Right. I, I don't know. It's, it's tough. Well, okay. I, in my I mind, we lost Andrew. I mind in this, Oh, we lost Andrew. I think so. Yeah. Andrew, I'll make a mark. Anyways, what were you saying, Zell? So in my mind, so could this, is this a, a possibility? These same guns, because so these guns are, they're the same guns. They just are inject, they're putting in blank rounds. So no projectile. It's just like a closed shell at the top. So it's all gunpowder for, for the muzzle flash and stuff. But yeah. could you put a regular, a real bullet in, say you went to the range the day before and you're practicing shooting real targets. Oh yeah. So well, in this situation, so you're at the range, <clears throat> you leave one in the chamber by mistake. You don't like you you think you like you take out your magazine but you left one in the chamber. You didn't look at it and just negligence. The next day you load in a clip of blanks <sighs> and you left one chambered from the day before. Is that a possibility? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> gross negligence, but is it possible? It would be unbelievable gross negligence because like you would just like every you would have some sort of safety precaution where you're like you're looking at the gun every day, inspecting it, opening it, making it sure. Now, this sounds like it's a Western movie because like honestly, in this day and age that there's not firearms that, you know, that are are are. 100% movie props and real guns are being used seems crazy to me. The like with nine millimeters and stuff, you can you can take the slide off the top and you can actually put in a, a it's like an FX slide and it shoots special blanks or like you can do like simulation round that shoots little uh, detergent pellets. But a real bullet will not fire through the barrel, right? Like you can't it won't it's it's a different size now, but it's still the same like nine millimeter. I don't know how it is with these kind of revolvers, but I mean, f terrible, terrible day on set, terrible thing. And to be honest, the backlash online from it has been even more ridiculous. And it, it doesn't help that like, you know, Alec Baldwin was pretty vocal when uh, Cheney accidentally shot the person. Uh, and so that's being drudged up, people calling for him to be arrested. Uh, I don't think, you know, in this situation, you know, this is a terrible accident. Terrible for something like this to happen and and so quickly in such a uh, you know public manner. It, you know, right now we're continually being updated as this you know the information age. Like we're going to keep getting new information probably like every day for the next like two weeks about what actually happened. Um, and it, I mean, there's stuff in there already about you know. I, from what I can gather so far is like that, that production for the last like couple weeks has been a shit show. Like they were already, like you already said, there were already safety complaints on the set. Um, the union workers walked off like the pit and that include the armor and the pit, like the set armor and the person who deals with the firearms and stuff. And they brought in scab essentially scab workers to come in and, 
take their place. And then there's, you know, there was something I saw in another article about that, that specific firearm that he was using during that scene had been fired earlier in the day, which could then, you know, that raises the, the probability of that perhaps something had gotten like, like the Brandon Lee incident, like a, a, an object or, you know, a round had been lodged in the barrel. So mm-hmm. even if you check the chamber, like it wouldn't, you wouldn't see anything unless you physically check down the barrel and you're like, okay, like that's clear. Then, you know, th- there could be, there could yeah. have been something in the barrel where the, that round fired off and then just propelled that object out of the barrel, you know, um, yeah, I, I'm still like, er, I'm still early days. I haven't read the news today. So <laughs> that could be something, yeah, there could be a uh, completely different assessment of what's, what's going on. Uh, but you know, from just referencing, talking about, I was having a conversation about the Brandon Lee and a lot of people are revisiting that. And of course that's going to pop up. That's on everybody's YouTube feed because that's the last most memorable recent one of an accident like this happening. Um, I feel bad for Alec Baldwin. Like I, I know he's a divisive and like he's a vocal and a divisive figure sometimes, but you know, shooting somebody and then having that happen and then everybody just piling on you, like it <laughs> really sucks. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's, you feel bad for the guy. I, I, you know, I liked him in 30 rock. Like, and I know he's not like a, a wonderful, he's probably not a wonderful human being, but he might be. I don't know. Might be. Uh, no <laughs> one not deserves that. No one deserves to. <laughs> no, yeah. You know. Nobody deserves like people going in there and just like dredging up and being like, I've seen some really tasteless, like some really tasteless comments about the situation and people, you know, really, really getting in there. And even if people can kind of justify it, like, well, he's a public figure, like, you know, it just, yeah, nobody kind of deserves. What I, that I think is it's early, tough in the early like, days. He's a, like, pro- he's a producer, but like, you know how much power he wields on set. Like if it comes out that like he chased these people, they're like union workers away and then was like, just ignored all safety precautions and then ordered these people to get these guns ready who weren't, then I'm like, okay, well maybe he's, you know, culpable, but we don't know any of that. You know, people are just speculating all sorts of crazy stuff. So I just like, once the full story comes out, then it's like, then, you know, stuff can be leveled and be like, okay, this is this, the the reactions are appropriate and what, what needs to happen. But yeah, I can't imagine just being like, you're on there making a movie cinematographer and director. And then like down, like it's, and the fucking dude, the paparazzi's there taking pictures of him. Like the straw. I was like, Jesus. Well, the crazy thing too is, this is probably during filming, so this is all documented. Well, yeah, he yeah. went to the sheriff, like he went to the local sheriff's office. Like he, they took him to the police station and everything. Yeah, he's, he I said did. fully cooperating. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll come back to it. I mean, there's other accidents. In '84, John Eric Hexum killed himself by he's playing Russian roulette with a fake, <laughs> but he he shot and the shockwave cracked his skull because he put it way too close to his head. He wasn't actually right. supposed to blanks fire. Blanks can still kill. I mean, blanks even, you know, like we, it said all the time, like blanks can still kill. Like that, that's still a force of that thing. Yeah, but, but for this one, there's no, it there. there's no way it's a shockwave because it, there's no way. <laughs> so something, something flew out of that gun. We'll find out later what, what it was, but. Oh, for Alec Baldwin. I thought you were talking about the other guy. I was no, like, oh, no, that no, could no. totally happen if you put it right next to your um, head. Head for sure, yeah. <laughs> all right. I got, um, before, you know, cause we, we got a, just a mixed bag of stuff today. Um, I've been looking through MUFON, uh, and I've been recently figured out that, uh, you guys know MUFON? You know what MUFON stands for now? Yeah. Did you, did you know they log all the, 
all reported abductions and UFO. It's crazy. I mean, they are the mutual UFO uh, network. They do everything with uh, UFOs. So I've been I've been going through and uh, you know I was like, oh, I didn't realize I can just look for people who have abduction stories who say they've been abducted. Um, so I I've looked up a couple. I got a a, a couple of ones. I haven't pre-screened these, so I don't know. Uh, I'll read this first one, then we can and see what... Raw and uh, uncut. Raw and uncut. We can see if uh, what we think about this uh, UFO abduction story. Uh, in 2012, I was living with my then-girlfriend in Indianapolis when one night we were visited by a very slender, very tall, extremely hostile gray alien. I was taken from my bed and dragged across the floor... We were phased through the wall into the backyard where hovering silently just above the treetops was a semi-translucent triangular craft with each of its three points disappearing beyond the horizon. It was massive. Biggest thing I've ever seen in the sky. I remember thinking it was part of the sky, but as we neared the center of my backyard, its edges became illuminated by an extremely bright pulsating bluish white light in the center was a dull red light which seemed to be the dullest at its edges and slowly became brighter at the center i got the sense it was some type of weapon then the bluish white light flashed like lightning the next thing i remember is waking up face down on my lawn clothes inside out and backwards my socks completely gone and, and never never found. Oh no! Socks. <laughs> it took I, socks. I, I question Wait, how he was long sleeping he's, with socks on. I question how long he was he was uh, search he searched for those socks. And to be honest, if I lost a pair of socks and then saw some socks in my house, I could never tell you if those were the ones I lost or those just they looked the same. I'm more creeped uh, out by it, the fact that that person sleeps with socks on. I I do every now and then. I'm really tired. If it's cold, you've never been too tired to just slip off socks. I've slept in jeans before. I can't, (laughs) I can't sleep with socks on. Like sweet. Anyways. So where, where was I? Um, I had a feeling of seasickness with rubbery legs and general confusion, which I've experienced before in a concussion. I was discovered extremely traumatized by my girlfriend who had been searching for me. Upon entering the house, it appeared to have been ransacked. Both of our pit bulls were unexplainably locked in a spare bedroom. My girlfriend began explaining her experience with the same entity, which I had not described to her yet. She claimed it had the ability to modify reality and made itself look like me. She had sex with who she thought was me. She passed out during the encounter. She woke up that morning terrified nude and laying in our closet with no recollection of going in there. She then discovered I was missing and then subsequently discovered me laying in the backyard. All of the electronics in the house were fried for about two weeks. It returned every night for that entire two weeks. I didn't speak of anything that happened. I was extremely withdrawn and afraid. Neighbors witnessed the craft and lights in the sky as well. And my girlfriend's odd behavior doing this t- during this time. Then suddenly, it all stopped. I live in extreme fear ever since. I was a skeptic before this. Now, I am a UFOologist myself. 
One thing I forgot to mention was how it smelled. We both recalled having a strange, moldy, cinnamon-like smell to it that for me reminded me oddly of like sleeping gas at the dentist. That's the abduction story. All right, Whitley Strieber said it smelled like cinnamon, didn't he? I think so, yeah. So wait, for two weeks straight, these people are getting fucked with. Yeah, apparently. Um, I'm a little. I'm a little interested in how, why, a, an organism or creature that can modify reality would have to lock the pit bulls in the, the closet. Pit bulls are the yeah. devil's breed, Dan. They, even the <laughs> well, aliens. Why would know you this? have to lock? No, but aliens are the devil. So, like, why would you have to lock them in there? Well, why? Yeah, why not just use the reality stone and make the dogs think that everything's okay? Maybe they yeah. can't. Maybe dogs. Dogs the, can probably sense. They can probably sense the bullshit. Why is it? Why is he locking everybody in closets? So you lock the pit bull in the closet, lock the girlfriend in the closet. It, the weird thing to me is he says it was taken from a bed, dragged across the floor, and like you said, sleeping in the socks. He also says he was awakened in full clothes, you know, inside out and backwards. And I'm like, okay, so now you were laying in bed fully clothed, and they dragged you out, and then they they dragged you out naked and then they put clothes on you. Like there's some inconsistencies there. You know they what put I mean? His clothes like, back on his mind scrambled yeah, put, from the, whatever device they use. That's what's happened to you. Just like, <laughs> imagine like waking up outside, like, like you go to bed fully clothed for some reason. And then, um, yeah. <laughs> you wake up outside and like you're like, you're like Zell who sleeps in jeans and then your jeans are on backwards. <laughs> and like, you got like one sleep, like you're, or you're like, you're wearing your jacket as pants or something. And it's just like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Andrew's back. He's back. I uh, you you missed the big revelation that Zell sleeps in jeans <laughs> every night. Yeah, it's comfortable. Gross, Not the only Anytime one. I've ever done that, that's comfortable. That's, you I know love what? the feeling. You're asking for ingrown Harris wearing denim to bed. Oh, you should see oh, my yeah, ass. Buddy. Yeah, I, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking. You know what? I don't even, I doubt he's got it. I bet you he's hairless. He's one of those fucking hairless weirdos <laughs> from the neck Unfortunately, down. I, I can it, that say is the opposite. I've seen this guy incorrect. with a shirt off. Hey, I mean, from a distance, you might think so because it's so long and luscious blonde. Right? So, I mean, he's translucent and I, his hair is almost translucent. Dude, so it's like I can actually grow just, a full body beard. Yeah. I can go right he, right from my right from the mustache, just right through the neck, full neck beard, chest, all the way. It's yeah. disgusting. Zell kind of reminds me of Austin Powers, but like with Fabio blonde hair. He's on a his blonde chest. Sasquatch. <laughs> True, it's not as noticeable. Rare breed of blonde Sasquatch. <laughs> Honestly, pop, pop, uh, fucking Papa, Papa Zell there. One time I went to their house when we were younger kids and I must have like walked around the backyard just as he had dove into the pool and it, it looked like just a, f a fucking murky hair <laughs> floating underwater. I was like, what is, what's in the pool? And then he came out and I was like, holy shit, some fucking wolf man. It's funny. He's, he's going to listen to this. He trims his leg hair now. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, he, he's a he's a pretty hairy guy. I I don't like. I would probably do the same. Listen, I was big time against it too. And then when I finished, when I got my tattoo, I was like, "Well, you can barely see anything. Like the fuck, all my artwork's got beards. Like it looks <laughs> stupid." So I trim, I trim the fucking, I trim my arm hair, and I was like, "Okay, like cool." And then all of a sudden, I'm like, "Okay, I got one arm that's trimmed. The other one that's not." So like I had to like, I trimmed the other side. I didn't take it all the way down, but I just kind of trimmed it just to make the disparity not as, you know, not as aggressive. No. You got, you got to do a little, you got to do a little body grooming every once in a while. 
I did. And like, I'll do like my legs. You look yeah. like I'm ridiculous. I got fucking, st- I got Brillo pad all <laughs> over me. So I got to fucking trim it. Yeah. Bit, right? Oh, the leg hairs are what keep it's the aggressive. mosquitoes off. That's how, that's how mine work. Yeah. That's also true. <laughs> got thick, coarse leg hair that keeps the mosquitoes off. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were we talking about? You guy too. Abduction. Uh, I told that UFO. UFO. Dan, uh, that Zell, Zell sleeps in yeah, jeans. Zell sleeps in jeans. Uh, Dan, what do you got? What do you yeah. got for the power hour? The hour of power. Uh, for the power hour, I brought, uh, for those of you who were uh, observing the pre-dawn sky uh, Wednesday, October 20th, you may have saw something flying through there if you were in the areas of Ohio, Michigan, or Indiana and around those like where they where they meet. Uh, there is a fireball that seemed to burn through the sky through green, gold, pink, having a whole bunch of like just firework mm. colors coming through there. It must have been pretty impressive. Um, there's a, more than a few videos online of it uh, popping down there. You know, of course, you get the the standard array of, you know, it's a UFO, it's a meteor, it's um, some of the, the more... It's a fireball. It's a, fireball. <laughs> it's a Hadouken coming through the sky. And um, so some of the more plausible explanations like, well, you know, it was, uh, it was probably a rogue meteor from the Orionid meteor shower, which peaked uh, on yeah, Thursday right. morning. Yeah, right. It was those damn bugs. <laughs> But apparently it was actually a classified Russian spacecraft uh, that was identified by the Space Command database as Cosmos 2551 uh, that had been launched on September 9th uh, from Russia's Plesetsk Plesetsk Cosmodrome, uh, which is about 500 miles north of Moscow. And pretty much like as soon as they launched it, apparently it was already having problems and it was already fucked from the beginning. And then it just kind of took a dive as they tracked it. Um, what is the cosmos? That man. sounds like an evil layer. I mean, it's just like it's like a Russian space center. Scientist. Like it's the same thing. Like it's the Kennedy Space. You can't center. end it with like techno techno drone. Like that's bad. Those bad guys live there. <laughs> um, fireballs getting I, launched I, from it. Like I, that's by boys. That's fine. Yeah, I, I'm still trackers. listening. I gotta grab another coffee, but I I'm not wearing pants, so I gotta wheel away from the camera. <laughs> Are you wearing boxers? <laughs> Yeah, I was seeing it. Oh. What are you talking about? Put it fucking. <laughs> why are you being modest for? This guy's never been it's modest in his inch, life. Inchworming away out of the room here. The inchworm's right. <laughs> that might be the, the reason why he's fucking scooting away. <laughs> uh, um, but this, but uh, they could in the story like a couple of uh, they quoted a couple of scientists, uh, Mike. Uh, Hanky is one who's an amateur meteorite hunter who manages the American Meteor Society, uh, the, his, the fireball database, which you can pretty much look up like any fireballs that get uh, reported. You can kind of look it up on that database. Um, he says, like, an unfortunate wait. truth is that we're approaching. Wait, 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 wait. There's a fireball database that you can submit reports of fireballs. Yeah. Can we American submit Meteor every Society. time Zell does it on DMT? We'll put the time code in everything. <laughs> so then when people look it up, it's just, fireball. <laughs> fireball. We've got fireball audio and video footage kobolds. of this. <laughs> on a late yeah. Thursday night. <laughs> this is perfect. Well, okay, let's be honest. Fireball missed six <laughs> yeah. kobolds. directly Massively. behind and not injuring any kobolds. <laughs> I'm going to say that 90% of the fireballs on the database are probably missed fireballs from Zalarius. <laughs> Just arcing through the sky. Yeah. 
I, the only way to know for sure is like how, how was was it, how dark was it around? Was it dark? Hopefully, or darker dark? than dark. It's pre-dawn. You know, that's when it's okay. always darkest <laughs> yeah. before dawn. Oh, there you so. go. Yeah. That's what I'm talking that's about. Hilarious. Um, yeah, but they they're saying this is kind of a thing that you've seen these increasing reports of like space junk falling down, and you know, this is the the time that we're living in. It's like the more that goes up, the more that's going to come <laughs> down. So you're going to yeah. get a bunch more of this stuff. <laughs> That's cool. Talk about the problem of just like space trash just slowly filling up our lower thrower orbit. Yeah. Just by, atmospheric orbit. Just by Dan telling the story just reminded me of something we didn't talk about really. And this answered a lot of questions in my life as well. <laughs> about uh, a previous event that's happened to me, which I've talked about on the mm. podcast before. So. The time you ate the space poo? Yes, but it's not space poo, and I'm going to tell you why right now. I'm going to tell you right because this happened. It's not too far from here. October twelfth, Ruth Hamilton woke, woke, woke up. She woke up with a space rock on her pillow. No joke, Golden BC. She woke. It didn't wake her up. Oh, it, it did. Crashed no, it did. You know, it woke her up, but oh, like it was okay. on her pillow. Like it fell onto. It oh, fell okay. through her roof, through the floor, onto her pillow. She's just yeah, sitting she, there. So at first, so she she calls the police. She's like, uh, "There's a rock came through my roof." <laughs> so the police they go in the morning. They go to the uh, local like a, there's a construction site nearby. Like they're they're doing blasting. Confirmed. How hard's her fucking pillow? Well, it's it's was slowed down by the roof and the floor and the drywall. <laughs> And then her, yeah, she sleeps on a rock hard pillow. She loves it. She says it's very comfortable. <laughs> Titanium pillows. <laughs> so the cops Get go back. Cops go to the construct, construction site, investigate. They're confirmed no blasting anytime near where this rock would have fallen through. But confirmed sightings of a meteor, like not a meteorite, but a meteor exploding in the atmosphere. Big, bright flash precisely around this time when it came through. So they go, uh, where they went to, I don't know, some university. I, I just, just, I'm going top of my head here. They go to the university, confirmed it's a meteorite fragment through analysis of the rock. So what happened is airburst meteorite. So it hit that. And then instead of, so this thing's not going at 30,000 kilometers an hour, obviously when it hits, it's, it blasts, hits the atmosphere, shatters, and then it's just a raining rock from the sky. So just whatever terminal velocity would be. Falls through her roof, through the floor, lands on her pillow. It's about, the, it's like, it's the size of that's, a, like, it's like the size of her fist. She could have been crushed crazy. by a rock just sleeping. So, this, uh, th that must have been disappointing for you because that's a little bit too much. You can, you can't eat that, eh? Well, then I, I wanted to ask because the, there is little fragments around. And I wanted to ask if she ate a piece. I have not yet, but she said she kept it. So, this takes me back to my space rock. Same thing could have happened, but it was during the day, so no one's seen the flash. Mm. What do you think that thing's worth? It's pure Fist iron. Rock. It's pure iron, so I don't... Yeah. How right? much is an iron, an ingot of iron? But this is spa space iron. From space space iron. It's from fucking space. Well, I mean, I think... There might be a fucking symbiote in there, man. It's true. You have no idea. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's from the university... Western University in London, Ontario is where she sent a piece of the rock to confirm meteorite. Woo! I thought, didn't this yeah, but they, she sent this this guy, uh, what's his name here? 2780. What's, what, what's going on, Ruth? You got a problem with UBC? 
UBC is it good Brown. enough for you, Ruth? Can't keep this rock local? <laughs> yeah, Ruthie, what's going on here? The fuck, Ruthie? Come on. Anyway, a so- rot of iron is worth $2,700. That's pure iron. Yeah, but this is space. Well, I think I think we talked iron. about it before. Like generally, like meteorites that are comprised of like have a high concentration of iron in them. It's like it's iron that would be inferior for any type of yeah. like construction. <laughs> Listen, we know you got fucking you got guys sitting on fucking just ridiculous amounts of money. I'm not going to name names that are willing to buy said space rock and eat it to see if they get magical powers. All right. I'm surprised. I bet she's she's getting bids right now. She's getting calls. They're all from. Ze- I don't know. Some guy that claims me. She's got a restraining order against him. <laughs> That's you what I'm saying. Calling. She's like, she's. You got Ru- Ruth sitting there being like, some guy says he's the man of steel and wants to buy this fucking space rock off me. He just won't leave me alone. Yeah, and and then she was looking for other stories. If I, any other one, any other people have had a meteor fall through the roof, and within the last year, one happened in Indonesia. Very similar experience. Didn't fall on her pillow, but crashed through a roof. So these uh, fragmented falling chunks of space rock may be more common hmm. than initially thought. So careful while you sleep. Yeah. Maybe this will lead to a new building code. You need to have meteorite-proof <laughs> roofs. You need to have pillow roofs. I mean, you got space trash falling out. You've got <laughs> yeah. meteors smacking into people's roofs, like a bunch of pillows yeah, on your man. roof. Like We all know... Pillows are impenetrable. You by start fucking putting that on your house so, listings, like you know, as a as a yeah. selling factor, you know, selling point. Like I reinforced the roof over the uh, over the be- master bedroom, yeah. so therefore it's rated for meteors. <laughs> that's some cosmic shit. Like if you get killed by a fallen meteor that f- comes from space, air burst blows through your house, you and blows you apart in your sleep. Your time was up, my friend. <laughs> like you yeah. know, yeah, you're supposed that, to be dead. you're supposed to be dead. That is some cosmic <laughs> sweet. Baby alien Jesus he wanted, wanted you out of the picture yeah. for whatever reason. He wanted you gone. Ruthie, you live to see another day. Something's up with Ruthie. Yeah, keep her keep her head on the Ruth. Yeah. Universe is coming. After you. Universe is coming for yeah. you. All right. Um, what else we got here? Uh, let's take a quick break. I've got to fill up a coffee. All right. Coffee's full. All right, one more one more theory for the power hour this week. Wait. What? You gonna see this? Oh my god! <laughs> did you did you pay to get that painted of yourself? Uh, no. Uh, we if you're on our Discord, we had a, a spooky uh, gift exchange, and whoever got me fucking nailed it. Look at that! Look at that likeness. <laughs> well, that they know. <laughs> yeah, but they know. They know that there's nobody else in this world that would want a <laughs> self portrait of themselves on their fucking wall other than Braden. <laughs> Like it's perfect. Look at, look at those little cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> they made them a little too small. Yeah, they're a little small. Uh, a little small. Is that an ice cream cone in your hand? I think it's a bag of candy bananas. Oh, it definitely is. Okay. I think so. But All like, right. I mean, the resemblance is uncanny. It's bit, I mean, it's, the hairline, yeah, the hairline a stick. Fake, but that's fine. Ass is a little small, but it's really, yeah. really good. Yeah. <laughs> I like that they hid the gut. That's good. Like from that's so, a honestly, if the the cheeks would be coming out as much as the gut on the other end, if this there was the pose that was the, choosing. they they drew they painted you at the perfect angle. Is that paint yeah, yeah. or is that sketch? Is that painted? Uh, I think it's a digital art then uh, printed okay. on a canvas. <clears throat> nice, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome. I signed up for this exchange, but I just sent a gift. I requested not to get one. 
I sent I sent oh. my note just the other day. <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> I was like, can I sign up twice? I want to receive two gifts. <laughs> two gifts. <laughs> you, you pretty much I was like, yeah, just put my address to everyone, and if they want to send me something, they can. Yeah, it's no big deal. You got Ernest and Ernest. You get a self portrait. Not saying that you'll make that of the week, but but you might make the right <laughs> of the week. Brain the brain's getting, all, getting the all the fucking gifts over here. This guy, who's number one now, Jesus bitch? Christ. You may be number one in the <laughs> polls, but I'm number one in the hearts. <sighs> all right, let's get to a little. People ask all the time. You guys talk about lab leak, lab leak. Like, okay, well, we're not. First of all, we're not investigative journalists. We don't really know investigatory journalists. But this is something that if you had mentioned it term. a year and a half ago, you're getting pulled, banned off YouTube, and it's a, it was a don't know, it was a no no. Don't talk about lab leak. This is straight zoonotic transmission of COVID nineteen through bats, through maybe a, a medium, medium other animal to humans. And then over the last year and a half, more and more information has emerged. Penguin was a penguin, maybe penguin. Maybe penguin. It was pangolin. That's where they found the closest closest genetic similarities. Anyway, so I found a, a good little timeline because just recently there was some new stuff announced that we're going to get to right at the end. That's a little bit wild. So let's go through a timeline. December 30th was the... 1988. <laughs> I was born. <laughs> I was born. May 9th, 1988. Just kidding. It was like... 12,000 BC, I believe, actually. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, so December 30th was the first initial warning, urgent notice speculation of a new coronavirus may have originated from the seafood market in Wuhan. Let's see. Let's go down the list. January 23rd, Daily Mail headline, China built a lab to study SARS and Ebola in Wuhan. That was the first the public knew about this. China. This uh, virology lab in Wuhan, not a conspiracy. Just, I mean, they're, they're, these labs are all over the world, not just in Wuhan. They're, every country's got at least a few. January 26, 2020, Washington Times published coronaviruses may have originated in lab linked to China's biowarfare program. That's what got people real scared. They're saying well, this was a bioweapon. We're not saying it is. This is just how the story progressed. January 30th. Tom Cotton speaking at a Senate Armed Services Committee hearing says this coronavirus is a catastrophe on a scale of Chernobyl for China, but actually it's probably worse than Chernobyl, which was localized. This coronavirus could result in a global pandemic. Could. could. Did. Yeah. Has. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> February 3rd, the novel coronavirus spreading around the world was a bat-derived coronavirus. This is when we first talked, heard about it as a, probably from bats, indicated that is 96.2% identical to the genome level to a bat coronavirus named RATG13, which we'll get to come back to in a second. February 9th, criticism from China's ambassador pretty much saying that it's impossible that there's a lab leak, pretty much pushing the agenda that this was 100% zoonotic, no responsibility of China. Boom, science responds February 19th, 27 scientists, we stand together to strongly condemn conspiracy theories suggesting that COVID-19 does not have a natural origin. Not really in any basis, though. They just kind of like, it must be zoonotic. And There's only 27. I mean, there's got to be more than that. And here, of, here it is. There's got to be more scientists than that, right? There is. But this draft was organized by Peter Daszak. 
president of Eco Health Alliance. Mm. Interesting. Hmm. Inter- mm. yeah. Feel like we're even interesting. Talking interesting. About them so, Eco Health Alliance. We'll get more to them. Mm. Mm. Uh, March eleventh, Scientific American publishes a profile of virologist Shi Shengli, uh, who had. Heads a study of bat coronaviruses at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Quoted as saying, he never expected this thing to happen in Wuhan. If coronaviruses were the culprit, she remembers thinking, could it come from the lab? Questioning their own lab itself, their own safety mm-hmm. itself. Uh, but through their their research, at least what what they presented, they breathed us breathed a sigh of relief when the results came back. None of the sequences matched those of the viruses. Her team had sampled from bat caves. Going to get to that more of that. Intelligence community weighs in on it. March 27th, 2020. Likely that the coronavirus emerged accidentally due to unsafe laboratory practices. I mean, it's not the first time we've had lab leaks around the world. There's a whole host of them. You can go look. There's like... Hashtag look them up. Look them up. Man, smallpox is leaked from lab. Ebola is leaked from lab. H1N1 is leaked from lab. Anthrax. SARS from 2004, when they're studying it, had leaked from a lab through like... Mr. Conspiracy leaked from a lab. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, they're all... Lab leaks happen. I mean, these are very highly contagious. They're contagious diseases. Some They get out. I mean, it can happen. Rare, but it has happened before. April 14th. <clears throat> Uh, Josh Rogan from The Post revealed in 2018, uh, State Department officials visited the Wuhan Institute of Virology and sent two official warnings back to Washington about inadequate safety at the lab. Dun, dun, dun. Let's fast forward a bit. Let's go ahead. Uh, Wait, back. what year is that? That's still in 2020. Okay. So that, that was like saying back in 2018, they visited the lab mm-hmm. saying that perhaps unsafe safety right. procedures. Okay. Um, July 4th, a virus 96% identical to the coronavirus. I mean, a lot of coronaviruses are very similar, so 96 maybe is not that high of a number. I'm not really sure. Was found in an abandoned copper mine in 2012. Left six men sick in a mining operation with a pneumonia, respiratory disease, after they were... Sh- tasked with shoveling bat guano out of the mine. The virus was collected in 2013 and stored at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. They study all kinds of coronaviruses here. It's not like, I mean, that's just, that's part of the stuff they'd studied. I mean, that's where you find most of them yeah. in those bat caves. Yeah, 100%. And the, yeah, it's bat caves, blah, blah, blah. Dude, so Batman's just fucking... <laughs> Just a walking contagion. He's, everyone he's thinks got he's got superpowers. It really, he's just making yeah, everyone fucking sick. Nobody <laughs> thinks Batman has superpowers. What are you talking about? You're making an ass of yourself. Batman doesn't no, have I'm superpowers. Saying, he's not like he superpower. didn't get bitten by a radioactive bat with coronavirus. Well, he doesn't even know. You're getting your superheroes <laughs> confused, and you're making an ass of yourself. You need to stop. <laughs> Gotta stop. Got it. All right, July 28th, 2020. Jamie Metzl, uh, former Clinton administration national security official. Suggesting that a outbreak of a deadly bat coronavirus co- coincidentally occurred near the only level four virology institute in all of China. Interesting. It's only a few kilometers away from the wet market. Yeah, that's 
Correlation doesn't mean causation, but it is. It, we even talked about it when we first did the I mean, case. Where else would you put like that kind of facility to study when it's close enough? Like, and seems a perfect place to put it. Yeah. So it's just that's maybe coincidence, but it did start very convenient. convenient. Uh, Science Magazine on July 31st publishes an interview with Shi Zhengzhi. We talked about her a little bit before. She says, to date, there is zero infection of all staff and students in our institute. Okay. That's what they said then. Mm. November 2nd, Stanford University microbiologist David A. Relman, the origin story is missing many key details, including a plausible and suitable detailed recent of evolutionary history of the virus. November 17th, 2020. Paper written by Rosano Segrito and Yuri Dagan is published. The genetic structure of SARS-CoV-2 does not rule out a laboratory origin. Met with backlash, back and forth. Some people agreed and some people didn't. On the basis of our analysis, they conclude an artificial origin of SARS-CoV-2 is not a baseless conspiracy theory conspiracy theory that is to be condemned november 17th same day researchers at the wuhan institute post an addendum to their february 3rd report in nature from that same year acknowledging that ratg 13 which we talked about earlier the back coronavirus closely associated with the with this was found in a mine so they this is the first time they acknowledge that this these two viruses are very 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 similar so over 10 months after they said no chance. Now we're into 2021. This is this is when the, the lab leak theory hits the New York Times and becomes more of a mainstream accepted theory. January 15th, just a few days before Mr. Trump leaves office, um, State Department issues a fact sheet on the Wuhan lab quoted as the U.S. government has reason to believe that several researchers inside the Wuhan Institute became sick in autumn 2019 before the first identified case of the outbreak with symptoms consistent with both COVID and common seasonal illness. The Wuhan Institute has published record of conducting a gain of function research to engineer chimeric viruses, meaning like, I guess, but blending two different viruses together to see what happens. Yeah. The Chimera, I remember Mission Possible. Yeah, multi, multi-headed viruses. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the Wuhan Institute has not been transparent or consistent about its record of studying viruses most similar to COVID-19, including RATG-13, which is sampled from the cave we talked about in the Yunnan province in 2013 after several miners died of SARS-like illness. 20, January 20th, change of administration in the United States. For whatever reason, this starts to pick up more and more, not credibility, but interest, I should say, I guess. Before is like, no, Trump call it the China virus or the Wuhan flu or whatever. That didn't, that didn't do good for anything about this. No. February 9th, 2021, a joint report by the WHO and China declares the findings suggest that the laboratory incident hypothesis is extremely unlikely. Of course, I mean, you know, in China, this would look really bad. And uh, there was, you don't have to look far for the WHO and, you know, greatly funded by China. So conflict of interest, maybe, perhaps. Two days after, WHO Secretary General Tedros, oh, damn, Adnahan? Adnahan? Fuck. Gebrecielosis. Jesus, these guys got hard names. Gen, 
Secretary General Tedris Adhanom Ghebreyesus refused to rule out the lab leak scenario. So two days after China declares highly unlikely, they say we're not going to rule it out. Some questions have been raised, he's quoted as saying, as to whether some hypotheses have been discarded. I want to clarify that all hypotheses remain open and require further study. It's quite the fancy spin on Ted, eh? Like Tedris. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking regal. Yeah, Tedris. Tedris Alba. February 19th, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan issues a statement about the WHO report. We have deep concerns about the way in which the early findings of the COVID-19 investigation were communicated and questions about the process used to reach them. It is imperative that this report be independent with expert findings free from intervention or alteration by the Chinese government to better understand this pandemic before the next one. Fair. March 4th, 2021, prominent scientists all from all over the world, an open letter to the WHO call for a new investigation into the origins saying the previous investiga investigation was flawed. Uh, letter detailed elements of full and unrestricted investigation. Uh, additional letters are also released <clears throat> April 7th and April 30th of this year. March 22nd, Australian newspaper reports, Wuhan Institute of Virology researchers working on coronaviruses were hospitalized with symptoms consistent with COVID-19 in early November 2019 more than a month before it was actually declared to the world. So now it starts tumbling out a little bit. Mm -hmm. March 28th, 60 Minutes airs a report about the lingering questions of the virus featuring uh, Metzl and former Deputy National Security Advisor Matt Pottinger. Danny, these guys bring Bell's names to you? No, I haven't watched that 60 Minutes special. But uh, Metzl or Matt Pottinger? I, nope. I, never, I never heard of them, so I wasn't sure who they are. I mean, you could really put that title on anybody who worked in the, I mean, deputy, whatever. It could have been a whole bunch of people. <laughs> Anyways, in this 60-minute special, they say there was a direct order from Beijing to destroy all viral samples, and they didn't volunteer to share the genetic sequences. Whatever stored Ooh. at the lab was destroyed. Records destroyed. May 5th, Nicholas Wade, right, this is a weird magazine, but writing in the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists reviews the evidence and makes a strong case for lab leak theory. Now, I don't know what exactly what this is, but it has to do with the virus itself. He focuses on the furin cleavage site. It's part of, you yep. know what that is, Andrew? Uh, yeah, I have a little blurb on it. So, so yeah, while you find that, I'm just going to read what he, he's, quote, quote, what he said here. When I first saw the furin cleavage site in the viral sequence with its Arginine, arginin codons, arginine codons. I said to my wife, it was a smoking gun for the origin of the virus. These features make a powerful challenge to the idea of natural origin for SARS-2. So the, the, the furin cleavage site, I believe, is, is basically the site that allows it to basically affect humans. It's like the part of like the spike protein or whatever, or... The genetic code cleavage site that makes the virus more infectious by allowing it to efficiently enter human so cells. Like it's, it's primed for more for humans and other coronaviruses. Exactly, and well, I, I'm sure I won't speak on it anymore because I'm sure you're getting yeah, to we're almost makes that. Yeah, we're almost end of the timeline. So uh, May 14th, 
Another 18 scientists published a letter in, in the journal Science saying a new investigation is needed, blah, blah, blah. We talked about this before. Theories of accidental release from a lab and zoonotic spillover both remain viable. So more and more scientists mm. are piling on, at least taking the taking a lab leak more serious. When in early 2020, you're considered a conspiracy theorist, a nut job to even consider that was possible. May 17th. Uh, former New York Times science reporter Donald <clears throat> McNeil posts on what is it? what's on, what's Medium posts on Medium is that a I don't know it's what a, that it's like a website periodical site yeah it's a website how I learned to stop worrying and love the lab leak theory he quotes W Ian Lipkin of Columbia University who had signed uh, the March 2020 letter which we talked about saying he has changed his mind in light of new information. So scientists started to change their mind in May. And this is when Fauci goes, he testifies before Congress. Senator Paul. Testifies Senator before Paul. Con Congress that NIH has never, has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. But we're not sure if he knew that perhaps we're not sure if he is really lying here. He just didn't know at all. So that pretty much kind of like that. So after that, it simmered throughout the summer. And now there is just in the last week. Hey, Andrew, this last, there's more information come out within three days. I believe it was three that days. Just come out about more about this. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So on Wednesday, the NIH sent a letter to members of the house committee on energy and commerce that acknowledged two facts. One was EcoHealth Alliance, which we've mentioned already, a New York-based nonprofit that partners with far-flung laboratories to research and prevent the outbreak of emerging diseases, did indeed enhance a bat coronavirus to become potentially more inf infectious to humans, which the NIH letter describes as an unexpected result of the research it funded that carried out in partnership with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The second was that Eco Health Alliance violated the terms of its grant conditions, stipulating that it it had to report its research, um, had to report its research if its research increased the viral growth of a pathogen by tenfold. Which basically contradicts the fact, you know, like like you said, like do we know that Fauci knew about this? We don't know for sure. But it completely can't. Well, it's like they didn't submit that report until a couple of days ago. That report was two years overdue. Like they, the Eco Health Alliance, like they fucked up because if they did what they said they did or what they're reporting, that what this report indicates is that they had an unexpected what they the procedures that they use had an unexpected, uh, you know, byproduct of this more infectious disease, um, <clears throat> to certain but. whatever, but. They didn't report it. They didn't submit the report, but like, but but what Fauci swore under oath was the fact that the United States was not funding That's any what I'm type saying. of and research. That grant into report, like I remember reading that whole thing. The thing that the the parts that Senator Rand Paul had highlighted on this, like this whole thing about gain of function research and what was going on there in in regards to EcoHealth Alliance and their grant from the uh, NIH and stuff like that. It said it stipulated within there. It said no gain of no gain of function research, but apparently it happened. Like when they were doing it, it, it happened and then they didn't report it or they chose not to report it at some point. Like when that, when it happened and what Andrew just said, like it was unexpected. 
and whether or not how infectious it was. Now it just says tenfold. So whether or not this this gain of function or this modification that they made to the virus made it as infectious, like tenfold more infectious, does it say specifically like how more infectious it was than the regular disease? The unmodified version? It's a good question. So they didn't report it. So EcoHealth Alliance still fucked up because they didn't, they didn't, they chose not to report it or withhold that information, like for whatever. So whatever Fauci, whatever information that Fauci was like testifying to, to his knowledge, to his best knowledge, they'd never had done that. And EcoHealth Alliance seemingly here either lied or they broke the rules of their, of their grant. Definitely. Like they've made like the NIH or they made a statement like right after like this stuff came out and they said Fauci, what he was testifying on to his best knowledge. I mean, he doesn't know everything. And if Eco Health Alliance, like one contractor decided to go fucking rogue and not report it, like you're not going to know if it hasn't been reported. Yeah, I don't think he lied. I just don't right. think he had the information. Like we're not looking at this. I just but we. I, I don't even give a fuck about whether he, if he was in on it or not. But the fact the fact is that we have now we have proof that there is a Wuhan Institute of Virology that was working on a coronavirus that we have a we have evidence of a grant that um, uh, that the fucking whatever the eco health that they were like trying to get approval to get a grant to see if they could make coronaviruses more effective on human beings. Like they were working on that in this fucking lab. Yeah. And like then this is the, this, them, this is the them, site. I remember the whole thing from a couple months, like after the RAND, the RAND thing, the whole uh, con- congressional testifying and whatever. I remember reading a couple articles and they were talking about how EcoHealth Alliance had originally submitted a request to do this type of procedure, to do the gain of function. They were going to modify the spike protein and be like, uh, perhaps see what it does. And the, and the NIH, the At NIH the epicenter. Said, no. We're not going to let you do that. Like that's at the epicenter. Like this is, they're like, we're not going to let you do that. Come on. I mean, I can understand like, come the fuck on. So, but I'm saying like, yeah, the NIH said, no, don't do this because, but eco health Alliance, like from reading up on them, it's like, they're trying to, they're trying to prevent the next outbreak. Yeah. Let's be, let's be clear about it. And they created it. They're trying to prevent it and they created it and they created this entire They created it. In the, in the effort to see how the coronavirus could affect humans, perhaps it got out. And then we got a bunch of random employees coming, getting sick a fucking few months before. Like, come and, and not on, all, I man. mean, they said, they, they said, you know, we, we just talked about it in the timeline. Like there was, so 2018, whatever you said, you know, people started getting sick and whatever. Like, yeah, those things. The same time as this, this the exact same year as the right. supposed grant. But also coincides, to fucking also do coincides this research. with when... Like that was immediately following a bunch of cutbacks to like the labs that were working there, like the at least the United States funding, United States funding of the CDC and all the stuff that was going on within there. Like there's a bunch of budget cutbacks to all of that stuff, pandemic research, all of those things. So Mm, so so you would have you'd have like understaffing, you'd have like this could have been a result of that. Yeah. Like I'm just saying, like that could have possibly you would have had understaffing. Yeah, yeah they were working on this new fucking this new strain that was going to be more effective on humans, and then they did cutbacks, and it fucking got there was mistakes made, just like mistakes happen with professionals every day, like just like on movie sets that shouldn't happen. Mistakes happen. People, human error is the most common fucking 
thing in this situation. And it fucking took place right. and they started this pandemic. You're going to tell me. So, yeah, it, but they're saying that that specific at virus, the not, not that one, like, like not that one. But if you they compare it with the one that is now the, you know, the dominant strain or the one that re, the one that came out and started the pandemic. Yeah, because they evolve. It's how many times has this evolved? Right, but how many times is this strain so evolved? genetically different. They're, they're, they made the comparison. It's like comparing a cow to a human. Well, no, the the RATG thirteen and the coronavirus that escaped from Wuhan are so similar that it draws concern. Well, it's also being like like how similar? I'd be like, you know, it's only three percent of DNA separates a a person from a monkey. <laughs> but it, but Dan, let's it, the, the the thing that has everybody like the thing that has most of the scientists that are bringing concern to this is the distinctive segment of that SARS-CoV-2 genetic code, which is the furin cleavage site. That's the part that's the major concerning part because it shouldn't be able to fucking enter human cells as efficiently as it does. That's the concerning part with this. And that's the part that's been altered. The other like respiratory ones like SARS and MERS, Yes, they could get into humans, but it wasn't. But so isn't contagious. that part like naturally? Isn't that the part that would have to modify it? No, no I'm saying isn't naturally. That, wouldn't that part have to modify itself in natural evolution for it to become more infectious to humans? No. Yeah, but that's that was part that that coat like that same furin site. That was the one. That was the one place that the fucking that. Why am I fucking jumbling on my goddamn words? That was the feature that the Eco Health Alliance. We're fucking trying to alter in that proposal. That's what they were focusing on, and that's what right, is making I, this and virus I would like to, so I, effective. You know, I need to look it up, but I would like I'd like to look see like, why would they? Why did they want to modify that? Now I know reasoning it out. It, that's the way it would make it more infectious. But is that the the site? Perhaps like the way the the biologists were looking at. It? Like this is the part. Like if this modified itself in nature. <clears throat> then this is the this is the most likely way and the quickest way that it would become it, more infectious. It seems it would what a what a coincidence that it evolves in nature at the epicenter of where they're also testing to make those changes. Well, those no, I'm like, no, the bats I'm like, are a thousand I mean, kilometers away in those caves. They're not the bats aren't in Wuhan. They got the bats yeah. have to be. Or brought. are they? We talked about the wet markets. Like people were eating bats there. There's a lot of weird stuff you can buy in there. Yeah, but they're saying zoonotics. That means it would have to alter first to another species and then quickly alter to humans so quickly that a lot of people say that's way faster than the evolution of this virus should go to be that contagious to humans. But how long had it been kicking? But how long had it been kicking around in like a wet market? Those wet markets have been there for years. Like just, it could have been, it could have been just like reading, passing back just and reading, forth between just two. reading the reports, Dan. Also in that report, it was mentioned that not only they, did they do this with this coronavirus, they did it with MERS, making chimeras of MERS back in 2012. And what, did what they modifications did they make to Mission it? Impossible? Like, goddamn. The scientists swapped out the virus's receptor binding domain. And were those the strain, were those the strains of MERS that made it? That, what? that had the large scale infections that we had, that we saw? I don't understand. I like you can't you can't see the fucking the the fucking shadiness here. I can see that there is like there's like, the perils of research in these like, things. Just like just ought to just stop like take all the political the take all the political fucking agenda bullshit out of it and just realistically everything we just talked about you don't see anything that's alone. Yeah, I, I see that biology research is dangerous. Like this kind of stuff. Yeah, so what absolutely. are we supposed to just stop doing? Absolutely. It? No. No, nobody's saying that, but you like what we're talking about right now is the fact that this 
there's a good chance that this could have fucking originated at this level. Well, well, I'm also saying that there's a good chance that there's a lot of different vectors. That is one, one of those theories. It is a good theory. Um, Dan, the, the, whole like the whole point of this was, the whole point of this was when this started a year, you know, what, 20 months ago, 21 months ago, to even mention the thought of a lab leak would get you banned from YouTube. I think you it was more about like it being a weaponized version. Originally. Like it was intentional. Originally. And then even through all of 2020, any type of lab, lab leak was deemed conspiracy. And now we're in end of 2021 and they're like, eh, good chance. It's at least it's accepted as a possible. It's always been in there. I, I don't think they've ever totally ruled oh, it out like no, it's no, never no. been totally Dan, ruled not, out yeah by but everybody. if you go by all the news and all the everything political about it i don't that go was, by all the news uh, uh, like <laughs> i'm telling what? you like it's always been in there like, yeah but it hasn't <laughs> been in the public domain like that at all till now like now it's now everyone's like oh maybe it, I, I think i to be honest like and i i you know maybe you would have had better i think the whole bundling of like the fumbling of this uh like you know, governments and their coronavirus, how they handled it was that we just had no idea you're getting, you know, different information's coming out everywhere. Whereas like, I, you know, had they been like, this is possibly, I, uh, you know, we don't know exactly where, but this is at the epicenter here, this in, in Wuhan, and there is a lab there and, you know, there, it could be, and this is, it could be a lab leak. And if that's the case, they it's imperative that we fucking do these lockdowns because if it's a lab leak of something that we fucked around with, we don't know what the fuck we could have done to it. And so let's just err on the side of caution, everyone. <laughs> but it's I think, like, I think nah, it's nah. been a huge thing that China hasn't been completely transparent about what's going on. Like that's a whole thing. And when, when you said like the who and, and now all the, um, you know, everybody who's piling on there and being like, you know, there needs to be an independent investigation into China. It should be free of China, you know, the CCP, like all of their interference. I'm like, how would you do that? There's there's not it's anything yeah, but, that we would uncover is gone. It's destroyed. Anything, any evidence well, is gone. How would you do that? Like, how would you tell even a country that fucking, we're going like, to so, violate all of your country's sovereignty? Like, we're going to be able to do that. We're going to investigate whatever we want, whenever we want. How do you do that? I, I'd like yeah. to know. <laughs> that grant, that grant that they discovered from from fucking 2018 was discovered by a group of fucking internet sleuths called the Decentralized Radical Autonomous Search uh, Search Team investigating COVID 19. They're the ones that found that fucking uh, that leaked grant. Yeah, I know, I know that I know who you're like, talking so about. The reason yeah, why I we stumbled, I, I know, it. but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I know, but that, I'm bringing that up because the only reason we know that is because a bunch of these fucking hey. internet people with no fucking time were able if, to dig this shit up and find, like, we would have had no idea. coronavirus jumps to cats, the internet sleuths will fucking sort this <laughs> right out. find it. Right, ASAP. No. Right, mm. we'll hold someone accountable. It's fucking wild, man. Uh, yeah, it's gonna it, be an interesting oh, next couple um, months. So. It, I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they, if, like, you know, down the road, this is, I've had it, and I, it, it, it was, it was fucking weird. It, I, I've, I've said it a whole bunch of times. It was like, I've never been sick that way where it's like, I'm sick with certain symptoms. And then like the second I get better and I'm like, Oh, this is over. It's like a wave of new symptoms. Almost like it's like poking and prodding and being like, Oh, well, you know, where, what, what can I get? Where can I get him next? Now. What can I get him next? Right. It, it, it was well, so I, fucking I, weird. Cause like I've been sick and you get all the yeah, symptoms. But it's not even and like, this is like medical professionals say the same thing. Like, that's the thing. Like, it, it's not you you as a layperson who got sick saying, like, this is a bizarre. The entire yeah. medical community is like, this makes no fucking sense. This is one of the weirdest viruses we've ever encountered. Mm. 
It's fucking bizarre. It gets, it gets in it's your so nose like, and it your It wouldn't throat. surprise me. The way it's transmitted is bizarre. The way that you can carry it asymptomatically and some people get fucking sick and other people don't. Like, it's fucking bizarre. Some people it get would, it's COVID toes. Like, some people don't get any symptoms. That's fucking bizarre, man. Thank God we yeah. have a vaccine. Uh, it's, uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all if we find out that it's it was it was it's mm. a it's a lab it's a you know a, a lab virus that got out and then mutated in a wet market but originated it like we had you know poked and prodded it in a lab. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. In the I mean, slightest. nothing would surprise me at this point. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely nothing would surprise me. No, nothing. I wouldn't be surprised. If I said it. It's one hundred percent leak from lab. Uh, what would surprise me if they were like this was a bioweapon? Because yeah. that would probably surprise yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we've talked about it on other on other podcasts. We talked about it, and what was it like? Uh, we talked about like Lab Seven Three One when we talked about the Japanese and like how the Germans carried out their bioweapons programs, and then like when the United States and Soviet Union picked it up, they realized how dumb it was. Because you're like, why would you, if, if you distribute any, like a, a bioweapon, there's nothing to keep it, especially now, if you've seen the pandemic, we're like so intertwined, it's, it's our, such our a world. bad idea because you're like, <laughs> it could just mutate on its own. We did, we saw it with the Delta virus. We saw it with the Delta strain. You're like, it's such a bad idea. <laughs> like mm. it's, a, it's just a really, really bad idea. Well, you know what? So are nuclear weapons, but we fucking fire yeah. those things off too. Um, you know, and I do find it unusual that it's like that one, like, Again, like they had that grant there. There was the, the one that Andrew is referencing. Like they wrote that grant to request the gain of function to be like, we want to do this, maybe perhaps blah, blah, blah. And in that stipulation that, that that was like a response from the CDC or the NIH being like, no, we don't want you to do that because this is a possibility of gain of function. Like we don't and want you to like, do that. And they're like, oh, but. If this yeah, happened unexpectedly, we already started. We thought you were going like, to say yes. Like you said, so I think the keyword is unexpectedly. Like they made a modification and they didn't know that it was going to do this and then become, you know, we don't know how more infectious because it's not an exact number there. It's again, transparency. Wish we had more information or data, but. Um, and I'm sure this yeah. comes from a place of like viral, viral, like these things, like they're like, oh, you know what? Like, well, maybe we should toy with one of these things to try to see if, if it made a jump to humans, you know, how we could fight it. And then in the process, you're like, fuck, we just created, created we created it. the fucking shit that we wanted to try to figure out how to solve. Whoops. <laughs> it's this, yeah, it's the story as old as time. Not that, really? <laughs> yeah. But like, is it really that hard to believe? Like you're working on this, whatever, like dude, Dan said, there's budget cuts, there's whatever, especially when we know that you could stay for 14 days, that virus can stay in you dormant without showing any symptoms. Hey, and you could get infected in this lab and have no fucking hey, clue and have gone around, going around your community, checking out wet markets, yeah, being I, around yeah. your family. I'll tell you this. Thing, you know, I'll oh, say this. Shit, I'm I'll sick. Say this. At any, like, it doesn't matter what job you have, what profession, what skill level. If you work with seven people, one of those people is an absolute fucking moron. <laughs> it's, it's true. That's, true. That's, that's, that's the truth. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the truth of it. And everyone else goes. Somebody put a live round in and a gun on a movie goes, set. Why, how is this person here? How, yeah. how how did this person this how are they standing here doing the same job if you work with seven people i just seen jimmy handling the coronavirus without gloves on what an idiot <laughs> yeah he's like he's licking in there licking his lips after lunch <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like fucking homer working <laughs> at the power plant there with the fucking scratches uh, i'm just back. saying like you know what so like that if it's human negligence it doesn't surprise me even though, like if you work with human any error, amount of man. people there's someone there that's a fucking idiot yeah and that's well, it, the, the best part about it, it's like in your brain, 
In my brain, you think like lab leak. I see like these containers bursting open and this fucking steam <laughs> flying out and this red stuff and it leaks underneath the door like creeping death, you know, and just sneaks. Away. And it's like, no, it's invisible. Not at all. Like we know how easily transmissible Invisible, this stuff microscopic. Is. You can't see it. It could be anywhere. Exactly right. Like a, the smallest little malpractice. You like we happens all the time with our with our fucking cleaning techniques. After we get exposed to COVID, the way we we take off, we doff one piece of equipment. We sanitize our hands. You doff another piece of cleaning. You you sanitize your hands. Like you know what I mean. You miss one step and you can yep. get it's, infected. Uh, it's that's yeah, not like easy. it crawls out of its container. It's like it's in the lab. Shut <laughs> it down. <laughs> I like, but that's yeah. what you picture when you're like lab leak. Like oh my god. You know it's it's not like that at all. And then when you say like oh, few people from the lab reported a fucking flu like uh, illness. You know a month and it's just like come on, yeah, man. dude. If I worked in a viral lab, <laughs> anytime I got sick, I'd be like, Fuck yeah. But they Jesus. also and I'm sure they kind of saw that I. They're virologists. I would assume that they would take that kind of precautions as well to be like, I got sick. Oh shit. Is it something I was working with in the lab? Like, I would think you'd be worried about that. And they would check that. And then, like we said before, they were like, they had, you guys said, right? They got symptoms that were, they are Dan, associated with COVID, but Dan, they are associated with seasonal illnesses. We did that confidential about that motherfucker. <sighs> Doing the nuclear fission with his bare hands. Uh, the, well, that the, was the, before like they really understood what radiation was. Like I think right? we've come a and, little bit farther since then. Yes, but I'm saying I'm like you know what? Like you know, there's I guarantee you there's still cowboys out there in every field, right? <clears throat> yep, absolutely. Well, it, it doesn't even matter if cowboys; it's just human yep. error. There's fucking dummies like you're talking about. People make mistakes. Yeah, here's even the a, best anyways, make here's mistakes. the here's the final quote to uh, end this power hour by our good buddy Alan Grant. Jurassic Park, some of the worst things imaginable have been done with the best intentions. It yeah. could happen. You're trying to figure out how, this, how the virus works. Thinking if they could, if they could, they never stopped to, to see think if, if they, they should. should or what. Yeah. yeah. So busy, preoccupied with whether they could, they didn't stop to think if they, if they should. Yeah. Anyways. But and as we all know, life must finds go a way. faster. Must go faster. <laughs> Anyways, that's it for this case file. We'll be back to uh, regular, uh, you know, Case files next week. <laughs> Good uh, one. I don't know. Yeah. Keep those eyes on the skies, everyone. Peace.